It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray. Hour three of VSIN Prime Time alongside Jonathan Von Tobel. I am Tim Murray. Fourth-ranked Marquette trying to inch out their lead. They lead by nine right now. North Carolina, number seven in the country, tied at the half against Syracuse. So college hoops plenty going on. JVT's play of the day, Orlando, one-point game right now late in the first quarter, 31-30. to OKC leading the Orlando Magic. Bunch of games still to come. Uh, on uh, both the hardwood, or sorry, college, and jump into just what's ahead of us. We hit on Miami and Milwaukee a little bit. Nothing of note for you. A little bit of movement here against Milwaukee down to seven. Still to come tonight, three games tipping off in the 10 o'clock Eastern hour, JVT. Sacramento at Phoenix. Phoenix, a four and a half point home favorite. Minnesota at Portland, Minnesota laying seven and a half. One spot just moved to eight. And then Detroit at the Lakers. Uh, We're seeing the hooks get scooped up here as that game down to 10 across the board. Still a 10 and a half at Circa, uh, depending on where you look. Yeah, for Minnesota, second leg of a back-to-back. Anthony Edwards is questionable still. So you just want to find out whether or not he's going to play. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, questionable as well. So you can't really dive into this thing unless you know what's going to happen. Because situationally, it's a poor spot. Minnesota coming off of a really big win over the Los Angeles Clippers. Big because, of course, Minnesota in contention for that one seed over L.A. Now have a one and a half game lead over the Clippers with the win. So you might want to consider staying away from this. Now, this is not the last game for Minnesota either. They are playing a two-game set in Portland. They play today, day off, and then they play again on the last day of the first half, if you will, of the regular season. So it's not going to be one of those look-ahead-to-the-break type of deals. But potentially giving Anthony Edwards a rest, knowing that you're going to have a day off, and then, of course, you're going to wrap this up with another game here in Portland. Wouldn't be surprised to see if he misses the game, but that's the big name. And unless you know he's going to play, well, then I don't think you can really dive in and get into this thing until you know what his status is going to be. Same thing with the, the Pistons and the Lakers. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, questionable to play here. Uh, We know, of course, uh, Cam Reddish is not going to play, among some others. But I think really what this one is about, which is interesting, is situationally, Tim, you're playing the Pistons today, the lowly Pistons, who actually have been playing a little bit better, have been covering some numbers. The problem is tomorrow you get a really big matchup with the Utah Jazz on the road. Mm. Uh, These are teams, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Jazz, that are currently ninth and uh, 10th, or excuse me, 11th, respectively, in the race for the Western Conference playing. That could go a long way toward helping you clinch a spot in the play and once we get to the point where the regular season ends. If you were going to give LeBron James and Anthony Davis a night off to get ready for a back-to-back, or either one of them, 
it would be a situation like this where you're getting ready for a massive matchup next week that's going to carry some weight for you as you move into the night or portion of the year. So just have to keep an eye on. Again, they're both questionable. Generally, they both tend to play through questionable tags. They've both been questionable in every single game this year and have played a vast majority of their contests. But something to keep in the back of your mind, especially with a lowly West, or excuse me, Eastern Conference opponent coming with you at home. All right, so that is uh, the remainder of the NBA slate. Oh no, you're oh. you're missing out on the best game of the night. Oh, Sacramento on the road against Phoenix. Oh, what do we got? Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Phoenix four and a half point favorite here. Uh, total, I don't know what the total is. Two forty five. Two forty five. Uh, we saw that get bet up from two forty five to two forty two. Uh, Phoenix has been playing some really good basketball, and this is one where I know Kelly Bidlin has bet this thing. Uh, I did not because it was right around where I thought this number was going to be. But I'll say this. Phoenix, over the last 24 games, 17-7 and seven straight up and playing particularly uh, astounding basketball on offense. And meanwhile, this is the best part. So you're, you're, seven, you're 10 games over 500. You're top five in terms of offense. Tim, Suns are also top 10 in defense over that same stretch. They are really, really well-rounded teams. So going back to what we're talking about in terms of wanting to invest in them in the big picture, absolutely. And to also look at this and go... All right, well, home court's worth about two and a half points in the NBA. At least that's what I measure it. Is there really only a two-point difference between these two on a neutral? I would say it's a little bit higher than that. Not enough for an edge here. But I do think if you're going to tell me, hey, which side is the play, it would be a Phoenix team that is coming off of a really tough loss on Saturday. Uh, They were up against the Golden State Warriors, but Steph Curry put his foot on their throat and ended it with a buzzer beater. I I think this is a good bounce-back spot. Coming back home off of two days of rest, uh, to kind of chew on that for Sunday and Monday to get ready for a Sacramento Kings team that has been very inconsistent on defense. So I think the market's getting this right. Open up four, up to four and a half. Some spots touch five. I think the Suns are the side here in what should be a really, really fun game tonight. Uh, one thing I want to point out uh, from a college basketball perspective, um, Michigan on the road is a complete and utter disaster. Yeah, uh, They are horrendous, and I'm kicking myself for not betting him here. So Michigan, uh, if you're unaware, their leading scorer, Doug McDaniel, good name, is suspended for road games. I don't know why. That's that's the reason. Uh, it was an academic thing. He is suspended for road games. He could play home games, but he can't play road games. So since that suspension suspension has come down, they had a game against Maryland mm-hmm. where I believe Maryland ultimately covered that game. They were actually winning the majority of the game Michigan was and then blew it late. Other road game. They lost by 32 to Purdue. Lost by 19 to Michigan State. And then on Saturday, Nebraska, shout out producer Britton, beat them by 20. Illinois is up by 22 at halftime. Yeah. Uh I know the number was big. They were catching like 16, weren't they? They were catching 15. <laughs> Sorry, they're down 18 at halftime. I apologize. They are terrible and unbettable on the road uh, and probably a fade until further notice. Somehow they beat Wisconsin, by the way. They beat them at home on Wednesday. So that leads us into some 6 o'clock Eastern Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern games, some interesting spots. Oh, I can't wait to hit on. What do you? What can you wait for? I want to see if Wisconsin can pull this off, dude. It has been so weird watching them in this skid. They have lost four in a row. Yep. They have looked awful, and I mean, they went to the rack, Rutgers home field, uh, home gym. Rutgers. Rutgers is not very good this year, and they a. got <laughs> smashed. They beat that absolutely a, smashed. So, uh, Jim Root said that Wisconsin gets right tonight, and they win by twenty. It wasn't an official play for him, but they're a nine-point favorite tonight. Man, Ohio State, uh, did you see that game, how they won in double overtime? Anyone who had uh, Ohio State lay in two, yeah, just quietly cashed that ticket as Maryland missed I don't know how many free throws in every part of overtime and in regulation, but... That's a spot coming up here uh, at 9 o'clock Eastern, Wisconsin-Ohio State. A game that intrigues you, Kentucky, against Ole Miss. Uh, Kentucky, a team, look, I did not bet it. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, I said this uh, to to someone we know well in the the gambling space who really liked Kentucky. And I just said, ah, I don't really trust Kentucky because they were playing Gonzaga over the weekend. And now Gonzaga, to their credit, probably played the best game that they played really all year. Uh, and they won that game as a four, four and a half point road dog at Rupp. But this is a team that has now dropped 
three straight at Rupp, Kentucky, that is, JVT. Hmm. They don't play defense. I mean, they do not play defense. Think about this. Tennessee went into Rupp in regulation and dropped 103. And then they followed that up by scoring 69 on the road at Texas A&M. So Kentucky can score, but, you know, for a Kentucky team, they got the talent. Rob Dillingham played like 18 minutes in the uh, in the loss over the weekend against I think only two or Tech. three in the second half, maybe yeah, so four. I don't understand what the hell is going on there. Um, and uh, you're going to roll with Ole Miss here, huh? Yeah, I mean, look, so we're talking about an Ole Miss team that right now is 30th in the country in offensive efficiency, averaging 116.6 points over the course of 100 possessions, taking on the 10th-ranked defense in SEC play in Kentucky. Like, they're giving up 111.9 per 100. If you're looking at their adjusted defensive rating, to just to ask this team to win by margin – I just don't really buy it, right? And again, I get it. Like, they're not going to lose the, the four in a row. Erupt, they can't. Like, I mean, maybe that could happen. But if you're just talking about a number and a power rating standpoint, to ask another team or a team like this to stymie uh, a respected team like Ole Miss, a top 60 team uh, by Ken Palm uh, metrics, I, I think that this is a lot to ask. Ole Miss moves the ball around very well. They're a top 50 team in terms of assist rate. They don't shoot a ton, but when they do, they shoot very, very well. They're a top 10 shooting team in the country, shooting 38.7% from beyond the arc. They could get to the free throw line with some regularity as well. Like I really like what this team brings to the table. I don't know if we're just trusting Kentucky to all of a sudden batten down the hatches and do enough defensively to win by nine or 10 points, right? Like in that range in this game against a conference opponent. I've seen nothing from them defensively that would say, yep, this is the time to do it. And I guess you could just bank on, hey man, good bounce back spot after a non-conference loss. Maybe, or maybe this is just a really poor defensive team that is still figuring its stuff out. And it's going to be hard to do that against the top 30 team, or top 30 offense in the country. All right, two quick games before uh, we wrap up this segment. Mountain West games. You and I going head to head here. I laid five and a half last night. Now number six, San Diego State uh, at Viejas. Hopefully a bounce back spot, but you think it's a little too much for Colorado State, who, look, got was red hot, hit a bit of a skid there in the middle of the season, and it uh, looks like the Rams are, are figuring things out here. Yeah, so just to me, it's just about the number. Like, I, I just think this should be tighter. I think you're, you're making these two teams equals on a neutral and then applying home court. So even if you want to make home court as much as four, four and a half, all right, fine. But I think that getting this upwards of six, I think that's really high for a Colorado State team that I think matches up well, is very good defensively, top three in the Mountain West in terms of defensive efficiency, while also having some of the best guard play in the Mountain West Conference. I get it to a revenge spot, but I'll take the number. San Diego State, by the way, was the favorite, or excuse me, Colorado State was the favorite back on January 30th, and they won by eight. A game that I am very intrigued to watch tonight, New Mexico taking on Nevada. Um I haven't bet it yet. I think I'm going to be on New Mexico here on the road at Nevada. Nevada, huge win on Friday night. Storm the court back at home. They play good defense. New Mexico hitting a bit of a skid here, JVT. I'm real tempted to take the Lobos here in a a bounce back spat off of a a loss to UNLV on Friday. They were laying 12 at home against UNLV, and now you're on the road catching one and a half? Makes no sense. UNLV is a like-rated opponent to Nevada. All right. Lobos, huh? Take a look at them up there in Reno tonight. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out our new fresh look at VSIN.com. Jonathan Von Tobelman sitting next to me. He's got his NBA plays up there. We've got college basketball content, anything you'd want, especially those betting splits people love oh so much. Check it out, vcin.com. The bank is open at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Marquette just hit a bank three, two minutes to go in Indianapolis. And uh, Marquette leading by five over Butler. North Carolina. That's right, ood. I don't know what to make of the Tar Heels. As so funny, because as you look up the recent stretch here, because it has some weird losses in there. Yeah. Um, when they beat Duke the other day, it was like a week ago, I didn't bet it, but I was prisoner of the moment, and I looked up their title odds. Looked damn good in that game. They looked did. brilliant. Uh, running up and down the floor, playing through Baycott, shooting the ball, post repost, kicking out, all sorts of stuff. And now look at them. Disappointing. They've lost. They lost to Georgia Tech at home. Yep. Then they turned that around, to your point, JVT, beat Duke, covered against Duke, dropped 93 in that game. Lost at home as a big old favorite to Clemson. Beat Miami, did not cover over the weekend in what was a back-and-forth game, and now here they are. They're down nine to Syracuse. By the way, Syracuse, shouts to you guys. Appreciate helping me out in the Circa College Hoops Invitational. Took you guys over the weekend. Did you, not work out at home. Where you at in that thing? Oh, not great. Three and seven. How about this? I might need to vow off betting Saturdays, which doesn't help uh, the Circa Invitational. Also, Last week on the show, 5-0-1 mm-hmm. on official plays on the show. Going to the Invitational, two and three. Yesterday, winner, guns up, Texas Tech. Hopefully we can uh, get there tonight with San Diego State. You know what, Britton? Throw it in. We're putting in New Mexico. Doesn't feel like a play that I would normally make, but I just, I like this New Mexico team. I can't get off of them, even though they're, uh, you got the revenge revenge angle. What's the wow? Wow. I was just looking. So, by the way, if you want to follow along with this, vcin.com up on the picks page, you can check out everything in terms of the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. <laughs> um, eight of you were on Colorado over the weekend, oh, huh? Yeah. That did not go well. Yeah. It did not. Uh, that oh, was, were you one of them? Yeah. That was oh, a great, great spot. Great spot until they lost by 20 to Arizona. Ooh, Greg got a big one there, huh? He was on Arizona. Oh, did he? Yeah. Hoops. Who's in first place right now? uh, Hoops currently in the lead with eight points. All right. Uh, Bobby Bobby, Bobby Brubeck at uh, seven, as is David Deneen. Jim Root on the outside looking in. All right. Six six points. Yeah. Yep. Adam Burke at five, as is Ken Thompson. And then you get down to four and a half, three, and then two. All right. Um, All right. Real quick. Plenty of contest. Yeah. Real quickly, I just want to Get in on New Mexico. So New Mexico, a team that I really like, and over the weekend they lose to UNLV, um, very surprisingly. New UNLV now swept them for the season. Yep. 
Very small sample size. I totally recognize that, but I just want to run through this real quick. New Mexico has four losses in conference play. Lost to Colorado State on January 2nd. They followed that up by a 17-point win over Wyoming. What was the spread? 16 and a half, so about on market. Okay. Lost to UNLV January 9th. Followed it up. Whooped San Diego State by 18 Lost to Boise State on January 31st. Went on the road, beat Wyoming by 18 as a 10.5 point favorite. On the road tonight against Nevada. A little bit of revenge for the Wolfpack as the Wolfpack lost to uh, uh, this uh, New Mexico team back on uh, January 28th, 89 to 55. But uh, I'm going to trust in this guard play. They don't play great defense, but I'm going to say that uh, Jalen House and Donovan Dent get, uh, get things together here. So. I'm going to take New Mexico as a short home uh, road dog, not a home dog, against Nevada uh, in a bounce-back spot. I don't know if Nevada, if it's a letdown, really. Being, that's a heck of a win to beat San Diego State, but New Mexico is pretty darn good, so I don't think it's a, a letdown by any stretch. But uh, I think this is a good spot, so I will take the Lobos here at home catching, or excuse me, on the road catching one and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't blame you. And here's the other thing, too, by the way. I don't know if this really would matter, considering it's New Mexico. Uh, but uh, Nevada does have UNLV coming up on Saturday, so a big rivalry spot potentially to look ahead to if you're uh, the Wolfpack. But you, can you tell me, am I doing this wrong? I just... I understand like Ken Palm has Nevada projected to be about, I would say, I don't know, like five to four points better than UNLV on a neutral. But it just doesn't translate to me that you would lay 12... Uh, to that team on Saturday, and I get you lost outright, and right. then come on the road and be an underdog here. It just those that transition does not compute to me, especially where I have UNLV in comparison with Nevada. So I would agree with you. I can't oh. wait to see it. All right, yeah, late night one, eleven o'clock Eastern. That game to tip off, uh, just north of us, but seven hours away up there in Reno. All right. Um, Doug Allen going to jump on uh, with us, creator of Entourage, coming up bottom of the hour. Matt Eumann's going to stop by in the studio, get his thoughts on the college hoop slate uh, right before his show gets going. Uh, to circle back to a couple things uh, from the NFL, and JVT and I, as mentioned, love betting the NFL draft. We're going to get into it quite a bit. Mike Sanford, I was talking to him today. Uh, he'll be joining us tomorrow. We're going to pick a player, get a little in-depth breakdown on them uh, and just uh, everything that they have to offer. So we talked about Caleb Williams, minus 425 right now to go to the Bears. Interesting one here. And look, it's super early. I probably, unless you see something that's just inaccurate or wrong, mm. JVT, the draft is so informationally be uh, based. I, I really wouldn't be betting into you know specific teams to draft specific players unless you want to try to get you know, a really good position on a on a spot there. So Jaden Daniels, he's a favorite to go plus 120 to go to the uh to go to the Patriots. The commanders interest me at plus 250. Now Drake May at DraftKings doesn't have any offerings, but if they can't get Caleb Williams, I really think that Washington is gonna look long and hard. And I think these odds I don't know. I, I feel like it should be more in the plus 180, two to one range. So I think you're getting a little bit of a, of a little value there on Jaden Daniels to go to the commanders. Uh, and now, once again, I don't have to go number two. Uh, just has to get selected by the by the commanders. But that one intrigues me a little bit. You know, for the Michael Penix Juniors, the J.J. McCarthy's, the Brock Bowers, the Blake Corums, who the hell knows, right? I mean, that's the that's the one we just have no idea. This this isn't over under. Over under is a completely different ball game. This is who is going to specifically draft them. And like JJ McCarthy today took a bunch of steam to go to the Vikings. I why? Like what? what is there is there a report? Is there reports coming out of uh, of Minnesota, Minneapolis that yeah, the Vikings a, like him? There's probably a mock draft for somewhere that had him going there. Um, and that's generally what we see moving on. And that's why, too, like I, I love this time of year as well, because you will hear people say that the market is predictive. It's not. It moves on Reddit posts, as we saw last year. It has absolutely no idea what's going to happen. And it's just based on the latest mock drafts of respected drafters out there. And that's about it. And so for like J.J. McCarthy to move in this direction, 
And probably somebody read a mock draft. And by the way, too, you're taking it like I would assume you ask Johnny Velo, anybody out there, limits probably aren't massive, right? So you're taking stuff and and moving whenever you get it. So I wouldn't make much of market moves at this point of the season. Yeah, you know, one point, um, Anthony Richardson last year had a, a higher probability to go before a CJ Stroud, right? It was right after the draft. Like we see it all the time. So I wouldn't buy that much into it. But I would say to your point about Jaden Daniels, what's interesting about Washington is they are in a position where they could trade out a two and still end up with it, sure. right? Because you could tempt somebody, let's say Atlanta at number seven or excuse me, number eight to go up there and get him, give up whatever you want. And then the next few teams, New England, what if they get Justin Fields? And all of a sudden you're talking about Arizona. I uh, don't think so. Chargers. No giants. Maybe uh, Tennessee. No, they got Levis that they believe in. And then you're sitting at eight going, cool. All right. Daniel's here. We can draft him. So I, I would say I would agree with your sentiment that there is a higher probability than not that the commanders are going to end up with him and that just because the Patriots are three doesn't automatically mean that they're going to draft him or, frankly, go quarterback. I think I'm pretty confident in saying that the commanders are going to go quarterback, um, but it's so early in the process, you know, and, and once again, as you look at DraftKings, they've got some offerings out there, but there's no over-unders uh, on on positions. That's where I think maybe you could find some value, so to speak, right? If you, if there was a number hung out there that JVT's been staring for. Come on. What do you want? Four and a half? I'll take two and a half. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> just just going to be Drake May and uh, Caleb? You have, have we seen that? We've seen it before. There's not. There's been crazier things in this world, my friend. I'll book that action. I'm willing to bet that the number is three and a half. You think it'll be three and a half? Ooh, I think it's... I mean, either that or it's a flat three. Who was it yesterday? Who was it the other day that said J.J. McCarthy is going top 12? When you say that, you mean it's going to be like four and a half? Yeah, I think it'll be four and a half. Nothing. I'll take under four and a half. Stop. I think four and a half is probably the right number. And I, I would look to bet the under. Because do you see Drake May or Jaden Daniels fall? I don't think Michael Penix is a first-round pick. I don't think J.J. McCarthy is a first-round pick. Well, Mike Sanford will uh, give us his thoughts tomorrow on this quarterback class. That's Jonathan Bob Hang it up, Tobin. baby. Come on. I'm Tim Murray. Hang it up. Do it. Put that number up there. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Subscribe today, get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Sign up today for only. $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Prime Time. Got some fun games going on in college hoops as Syracuse has a one point lead over North Carolina right now. That game with uh, just a little bit over nine minutes to go. Upset alert down in Charlottesville as Pittsburgh has a Six-point lead over number 21 UVA at the under-eight media timeout. Iowa State trying to buck the trend of ranked our top 10 Big 12 teams on the road uh, as they have a 13-point lead over Cincinnati. uh, And uh, Illinois is absolutely uh, mopping the floor with Michigan. They lead 75-46. to Uh, OKC going into the break with a lead, right? Uh, Yes, they will be up here at halftime, 60 to 52. All right. Uh, Our good friend, Doug Allen, creator, producer of Entourage, joins us right now. Uh, Doug, what'd you think of the Super Bowl? And uh, are we getting close to the discussion as everybody is uh, utilizing their airwaves to talk Mahomes and goats? So where... Are you on on that? Because I know you know Tom Brady. So is he getting close? Is he getting into the discussion now? I mean, of course he is. You know, I mean, I think I think pure talent wise, he's the best that's ever played the game, and now he's got the trophies with it. But um, 
I don't know. There's something, there's something more amazing about Brady with the lack of mobility and the lack of abilities that uh, Patrick has, that he was still able to continue to win like that. So he's still got a couple more Super Bowls to win, but I think as a, you know, clearly watching a guy, I don't think there's anyone who's been ever better watching, uh, you know, playing the sport. And uh, you know, you were watching that game and it was just like, it was him against everybody. It was like, there was no way to beat him. I mean, I think San Francisco played well. And I know like the, the coin toss thing at the end of the game is now like the biggest story of the Super Bowl, which is crazy to me. Um, but he's unbelievable. What do you make of the discourse around Kyle Shanahan that he's never going to win it? Just give it up now. I, I think it's so stupid that it's just uh, <laughs> in, inconceivable. And also, I mean, again, I, I didn't hear if he said anything that you know what? I wanted the ball before Mahomes got the ball. I didn't want him scoring. And uh, I don't know. I mean, now everybody says it's so obvious. No one I was watching with had any idea. And I think everybody would have taken the ball first until you realize this four down thing, which I guess he should have realized if he didn't, but still I, I want the ball before Mahomes just goes down and scores and puts all the pressure on, on, on San Fran. But um, I think he's obviously a great coach. He keeps winning and uh, they were right there. They did enough to win that Super Bowl with any other quarterback in history. I think they win that Super Bowl. All right, Doug, let me ask you this because you have uh, certainly a little bit more expertise than the two of us regarding uh, creating things for television. Do you watch these commercials and take them in? Do you laugh at them? Do you think they're dumb? What do you make of Super Bowl commercials? Because they have, you know, it's a who's who. Your guy, Matt Damon, was on some. Tom Brady was at another. What do you make of Super Bowl commercials? I mean, you know, it depends which, but they were, overall they were pretty good. I mean, I actually today someone sent me the four minute version of the Ben Affleck, Damon, Tom Brady one. I mean, it's it's genius, you know. Like, what's to say? And and they they went all in, and and you know, and Ben's a star, and you know, it just uh, it was it was really good. So there were some very good ones. Um, you know, uh, they're great for the most part. I love most of them and it's good to see because it's the only time the entire year I watch a commercial. So <laughs> would you want to make one yourself? Ooh, sure. Of course. Who wouldn't, you know, get but, the entourage uh, crew together. What do we think? We could, we could get a Super Bowl commercial. So we'll pitch maybe. some products. <laughs> I don't know. I saw I Jerry. Fer- saw, we definitely sold enough. Yeah. But Jerry Ferrara was out here, you know, walking around. I don't know what he was pitching. He was just maybe just talking about the Knicks or something like that. Well, he's working. Uh, he does a podcast with MGM, I think. Uh, so he was there. But yeah, Jerry's great. There, you know, it, it would be, it would definitely be cool. I think, I think we could figure out a way to get the. Uh, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. You, you bring back, uh, you know, things that people loved, and you put it on uh, on a Super Bowl commercial. So we'll make that happen. All right, let's get to it. Uh, the important stuff here. Um, are your Knicks going to win the NBA championship? I mean, I, I'm sure you talked about it all day, but are you going to talk about the call last night? I mean, the, I mean, it was insane. I don't know. We got our NBA guy here, so I'll let you get into it. I know you were, you were, I you mean, were, anybody, you were fired up on, anybody on Twitter last the other night. side. No, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, like I said on Twitter, if that was a soccer match in Latin America, those refs <laughs> were not getting out of that stadium. I mean, it, it's, you know, and, and the Knicks right now, they're hurting and they need the win. So it was, um, they really put it all out there. And, and you can see that they really, they fight this team. And when they get healthy and they get everybody back, uh, do I think they're going to win the championship this year? No, but I think it wouldn't be the most shocking thing that ever happened. So, um, and they're an exciting team. And Jalen is really just solidifying how great he actually is. It's not some, you know, oh, he's pretty good. He's great. He's Hall of Fame great. And uh, hopefully they can just get healthy and they can play five more minutes against the Rockets and get that win. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, what's interesting is last night in the pool report, you get the officials to admit it was the wrong call. And then they file the protest today, Doug. So there's actually a shot that maybe we're going to see a team win a protest. You get to play this again. I know it'd be amazing. I just don't understand what they did. What do they do on the replay? Like what happens? And they can't, they just can't say, Oh, no foul. They can't change it after that. So I didn't really understand what was happening. Once they looked at it, I'm like, okay, obviously they're going to see that. If anything, he kicked his feet out and kicked them. So, you know, when you look at uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, a guy that, 
you know, it's funny, and I, I'm sure if, if you went back in the archives, I might have had a scoff here or there on, of, of the signing for him to go to New York. Um, but, I mean, he's been worth every penny and probably worth more than that. I mean, you know, New York, as you could attest to, is a city that if you thrive there, they're going to love you forever. So it feels like, I don't know where, I mean, he's still got ways to go and they got to win some more in some playoff games. But, man, it, it feels like, Doug, Jalen Brunson's starting to kind of – inches way into some uh, some rarefied air for uh, for a pretty starved fan base. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think he's got everything that New Yorkers love. And if he can stay healthy and keep it going, they can somehow win a title, he'll, he'll go down as one of the all-time great Knicks. But it's early still. But, you know, I, can you imagine him on Dallas with Luka right now? I mean, they, you know, they <laughs> gave him away for nothing. So um, we got very lucky there. And I'm not going to lie, even though I actually have one of my best friend's uh, son grew up with him and played basketball with him and still best friends with him. And they were telling me how great he was when we got him, but I, I wasn't that excited by the signing. So um, what do I know? But uh, I love him and I hope they, they can get healthy and do it this year. What would a run for an Eastern conference finals do? What if I told you that was the ceiling they lost in the Eastern conference finals? I mean, I I'd be thrilled, yeah. thrilled, you know, but obviously I'd probably be devastated when it happens, <laughs> but I would love to see him play Boston. And I've listened to Bill Simmons. He's scared of the Knicks. You know, he thinks they're the, the number two team in the East if they're healthy. So uh, I would love to see it. McAfee's coming for Simmons, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. They've got some sort of beef. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, apparently that's... Yeah, I heard uh, something about uh, that. I don't know. Doug Allen hanging with us, as he always does. Creator of Entourage. All right, back to uh, the Super Bowl real quickly, Doug, before we let you run. It was here in Vegas. Um, it went off with, with outside of the cold weather uh, without a hitch, it seems like. Um, you know, you did some filming here in Vegas uh, with Entourage. Did you ever think you'd see the day that the Super Bowl would be here in Las Vegas? No. I mean, it's amazing how it's changed and the gambling. I never thought I'd see, uh, you know, and I, and I love Travis Kelsey, but I never thought, I, I thought I'd see Travis Kelsey almost run over Andy Reid and it not be a story <laughs> at all. And like, oh, they love each other. It's great. And I'm sure they do love each other, by the way. But Andy Reid is not a necessarily healthy guy. And he could have, that could have gotten ugly. You know, he could have gone down. Anything could have happened, but um, they won. And I guess no one cares anymore. Swifties are not happy apparently, right? JVT. No, they're, they're already saying that he's got some red flags. Here. Oh, they're worried. No, they're out. Right. They're worried. Did they say that? Did they say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what my TikTok perusal showed me this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was an out of control moment. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. So and I'm, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. So I'd be careful too, if I was there, but. And she was having, she was living her best life up there in that box with Blake Lively and company. So and Ice Spice, yeah, Ice Spice was there. So yeah, they were having a, they were having a good old time here in Las Vegas. Well, uh, I don't know where you are, but man, the background looks phenomenal. So go enjoy wherever you are, uh, Doug, and we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Be good. There he is, Doug Allen, creator of uh, Entourage, and uh, says he'll be all in if they can. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals is that doable? Oh, yeah. If they get the right seating, you got to avoid the Celtics, though. Don't want, to, don't want them in the second round. All right. We'll wrap things up on VSIN primetime. Hopefully, Matt Humans will uh, pop in studio, give us his thoughts on the upcoming college hoop slate. It is VSIN primetime. Come on back. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit 5 bucks and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app, use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Wrapping up the 7 o'clock Eastern games in college basketball as uh, we got some uh, upset possibilities brewing in uh Upstate New York, as Syracuse has a lead over North Carolina right now. To help us break down the upcoming games, our good friend and host of VSIN tonight with Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, jumping in studio here. Yeah. Matt, we were just talking about it. Uh, we mentioned at JVT to start the show. It had been 817 AP polls since Indiana State had reached it. The last time they were in the AP Top 25 was when Larry Bird was there in 1979. The Sycamores are in the Top 25, and they are now trailing late in the game against Illinois State as a 17.5-point favorite. Larry Joe Bird. I remember uh, as a little kid watching that Indiana State team, and uh, i got to tell you, I'm hoping the Sycamores pull this out. I, want, I think this deserves to be an NCAA tournament team. Agreed. When you're handicapping spots like this, when you're ranked for the first time, you, what's the first thing you think? I should probably fade Indiana State right. in the next yep. game and take the points. I looked at that last night for too long. Didn't make the bet. Kicking myself. But now I, I am hoping Indiana State finds a way to win the game. I think the Sycamore started one for 17 from three uh, tonight. And no matter who you play, that's going to put you in. A bad spot. Yeah, they're down nine right now with three fifty one uh, to go. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, plus fourteen fifty on the <laughs> money line. If you uh, if you took that, we joked. I said I got to take it out of principle, but didn't give it out on the website or anything like that. So I'm still I'm kicking myself for not being a little more aggressive uh, on a spot like that. All right, let's look at some games still to come this evening, uh, Matt. And uh, we've got Wisconsin going up against Ohio State. You know this conference pretty well. Wisconsin has lost four in a row this past weekend, went to Piscataway, got their butt kicked by a pretty mediocre Rutgers team. Now they're laying nine. Is this a bounce back spot for the Badgers? Can you trust the Badgers laying nine here? You know, every time I come in here, JVT just sits in the middle and never says a word. What's going on? Well, I was going to make a joke about like the hick from Salt Lick. Is that what they called it? That him? is him, yeah. The hick from French Lick. French Lick. Okay, yeah. there we go. But then Tim, Tim started going, so I didn't want to interrupt him. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. All right. I, had, I, had, I had a bit. I had a bit. No, I was just kidding. I was reading this sheet here. It says there might be no tougher sport to bet than the NBA. That's right. But JVT is here to help. I can think of some sports that are tougher to bet than the NBA. I'll say Russian table tennis. Pickleball. Yeah. Right. Mm, Bowling. Yep. Uh, you know, anyway. <laughs> I don't write the copy. I just read it. You know, the Badgers losing four in a row is a head-scratcher to me. Just why I completely bought in on this team, because I've got a 200-to-1 uh, future on Wisconsin that I, I bought like in October. And if you look at the Ken Palm metrics, as of a week and a half ago, Wisconsin's number four in the nation in offensive efficiency. And that's not typically where you see Wisconsin. 
Uh, usually you see that in the defensive category. Well, uh, Badgers have lost four in a row. They blew an 18-point lead in the second half in Nebraska, lose at home to Purdue, which is understandable. But how do you go on the road and get beat by Michigan? And then go on the road and get blown out by Rutgers. I can't lay the points here tonight, but I, I do think this is, uh, if you're a bridge jumper, if you're a Steve Fezzik type, and you're going to lay a big money line and say that the math is on your side, lay it with Wisconsin here because the Badgers are not going to lose this game tonight to Ohio State. All right, well, then a lot of people are saying the uh, the similar things, right? No way they can lose three at Rupp, right? Are we asking Kentucky, really, against the top 30 offense to win by nine or more points? They can't play a lick of defense. No, I'm not going to lay it with Kentucky. In fact... Chris Beard and his his team's defending, and they'll try to drag the Wildcats in a mud, mm-hmm. mud wrestling type of match. And it didn't it did not work for Ole Miss when uh, the Rebels played at Tennessee. They got destroyed in that game. Uh, it worked for a half against Auburn, and the uh, Rebels got blown out in the second half of that game. So they're having trouble against more athletic teams, the more talented teams, because Beard really doesn't have his guys in yet. But he's such a good coach. There's no way I'm weighing those points. And Kentucky. I, I said to our friend Sammy P a few weeks ago, Sammy Panayotovich is really touting Kentucky on the futures. I said, well, I like Kentucky. There's a ton of talent there. Yeah. If you look at the NBA prospects yep, on there. that roster, you say, how is this team not better? Well, you got a lot of young guys who don't know how to play defense. And as a team, they have no clue how to play team defense. And that's a big problem. And typically, Calipari gets his guys to play D, but they are not playing on the defensive end of the floor. And uh, th- that's a big problem. So... I think Kentucky finds a way to win the game, but I'm not laying the points tonight. Again, it's uh, uh, when you got Chris Beard, you got to be careful. Uh, I wouldn't lay much to Chris Beard. Well, we were talking about a little bit too. I mean, Rob Dillingham, who JVT, you could speak to it, you know, from an NBA standpoint. Top ten pick. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be a huge lottery pick. I mean, it's a weak draft, but regardless, he played what three, four minutes against Gonzaga in the second half. I mean, Calipari is as having a hard time figuring this team out. Well, uh, it wouldn't be the first time a uh, Kentucky guard went on to the NBA and played a lot better, right, yeah. than he did <laughs> than he played in Kentucky. Uh, Tyler Hero, we can go down the list. There's a lot of guys who did it. Look at Dewan Wagner. He's yep. on this team. He should be putting up bigger numbers. Yep. Wagner's if Wagner's in the draft this year, where's he? He's probably top fifteen pick, isn't yep. he? Uh-huh. Just based on his age and potential, you got Wagner. You got Dillingham. Actually, Reed Shepard probably be a top twenty pick if he went out. How about Big Z? Look at all the look at oh, all the talent, that, NBA type of talent on that team. Yep. But the problem is these guys don't play defense. That one game Big Z had, everyone was uh, losing their mind. We haven't touched on this game because uh, I just don't have an opinion on it. Uh, but Baylor at home, uh, only top twenty five matchup tonight between two top twenty five teams. By the way, Pittsburgh's going to beat Virginia uh, as a uh, what six and a half seven point road dog there so. as soon as everybody starts to buy him to virginia Cavs go. go down yep. yeah 72 61 there jpj snapping an eight game winning streak for virginia but uh top 25 matchup tonight we've got baylor oklahoma baylor laying a pretty good size number markets in at six and a half there's a seven out there uh matt big 12 has been tricky uh home teams for the most part not going to happen here with Cincinnati as Cincinnati uh, is going to go down to Iowa State as they're losing by double digits late in that one. But uh, Oklahoma catching six and a half on the road at Baylor tonight. Any interest in this one? No interest. Yeah. And I should have had no interest in Cincinnati. Yeah. Because I played that side and I was... You the could, trap. Well, you know, it's post-Houston. And that was one thing that concerned me a little bit. They had such a tough game against Houston Blew over the, the weekend. And you want to bet against Iowa State on the road, better on the Cyclones at home, but in this spot, I should have passed because Cincinnati was off the Houston game, and you could tell right away it was a tired team tonight, and the Cyclones got the best of them, so that was a handicapping mistake. I'm not going to do anything with this Baylor game. Talk about another freshman who, you know, if you read all the hype in the preseason, Jacoby Walter for Baylor, you know, it sounded like he was going to be one of the top five players in college basketball if you read all the preseason hype. And um, I think it was Jeff Goodman the other day ranked all the freshmen in college hoops and he had Walter ranked like 15th. Mm-hmm. I think Baylor's been a little bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, Coming off a loss against a Kansas team that didn't have McCuller. Shorthanded Jayhawks. You know, yeah. uh, so you saw how good Kansas looked last night too. Ooh, what a, that was a good spot to back, back Texas Tech, man. Yeah. That was a, uh, that was a, a pretty good spot there. So you got a Texas Tech or excuse me, a, uh, a team and coming off of a, a loss there. Oklahoma eked one out at home against Oklahoma State over the weekend. So uh, kind of a tough one to, to pick up on. Mountain West tonight. I was going to say, what do you make in New Mexico? 
So January 23rd last year, I flew up to Reno for this game. Yeah. Uh, Lobos, Wolfpack. It, it turned out to be probably one of the top 10 games of the year. Double awesome. overtime, 97-94. Had a little bit of everything. Officiating hijinks included. And um, Wolfpack won by three. I took three and a half with the Lobos and had to go double overtime to get there. I did take three with the Lobos tonight. Very interesting handicap, though. Yep. So I watched the last game these teams played, and it was a 34-point win. Nevada never in the game. It's interesting, JBT, when you look at the guards, because New Mexico's got small, fast guards. Nevada's got slower, big guards. And Speed won the first mat- matchup. I don't know what's going to win tonight, but I expect this to be the type of game that goes down to the wire. And uh, I also think you're going to get the Lobos' best ever because they lost their last two home games to Boise and UNLV, and now they got a road trip to San Diego State coming up. This yep. team better start winning. Absolutely. Would agree with everything you're saying there. By the way, real quick, Colorado State, San Diego State. Took the Aztecs on a money line parlay. Just don't trust laying the points. Isaiah Stevens is so freaking good for uh, He's Colorado like 45 State. years old. <laughs> I know. He's incredible. Yes. By the way, this combination of you two guys is so good. I recommended to management last week to keep you together for the long term. So we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> we'll, we will see. Um, you can catch Matt. I'm announcing up. my retirement. You can catch Matt coming up uh, top of the hour. Um, yeah, New Mexico. That was uh, that was a pretty disappointing performance after they had lost on the road at UNLV to lose that game at home to UNLV. Big favorite there. So I took New Mexico as well. Uh, we will see. There's the revenge angle with Nevada. There's also, as you mentioned, Matt. I mean, New Mexico got to stop messing around here. I mean, this is a team that uh, has to get it done. All right. Catch much more with Matt and Wes Reynolds coming up top of the hour. That's going to do it for VSIN Prime Time. Thanks to Matt Humans. Thanks to Doug Ellen. Thanks to Steve Sands and Jim Root. For Jonathan Von Tobel, I'm Tim Murray. We're back tomorrow night right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.